Y'all like did everybody, it? Yeah, like, cause I'm, I'm one of the All old right. ones, but like, I'm the rank of the litter. So okay, so like, the youngest? Nah, nah, I'm, I'm 29. 29. Like, I'm not, I'm not the youngest by far. Like, I would say the youngest grandchild that I would know of would probably be Layla's son. Oh, okay. Uh, when you look at it that way, Junior. When you look at it that way, okay. Yeah, so yeah. we, we on, we back. Yeah, you just caught us in here rapping, cause that's what we do here. Yeah. We back, local Louisville fighting. Uh, back with another episode. Of course, you got me. Uh, your favorite ring announcer, Charles C. Dub, MC. And I have a special guest with me today. So before we get into that guest, I got something special for him. May not recognize him. A lot of people recognize him. But before we get into that, uh, we just had Kentucky Silver Gloves. Uh, it was the first time it had been back in Louisville in 20, 20 years. So I want to give a big shout out to All or Nothing, Dorico Murray, and uh, Bosses Not Bangers. But bringing that back home, that was a real good event, actually where I met you at. So we're going to get into that part, too. Um, and then we have kids that are going on to nationals. So for those kids going on to nationals, we want to give them a big shout out. Or sometimes we give them a jab around here. We give you a jab. <laughs> we give them a jab. And uh, I know right now we've got uh, Jeff City has one. Isaiah Little Warrior. Warwick, I know he's going to nationals. I know uh, big ups to them. I know we've got two coming from House of Warriors. So you got... Chaffee, I always get his name. It's Chaffee and then uh, the girl. I can't think of her name, but the girl out of Jeff City, I mean out of House of Warriors. Now, not a lot of people know about her, or they probably do, but every time I go in there, she's always working, and uh, Arminoff is always working with her. So she made it to Nationals as well. I want to say her name's Aaliyah, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. So you got two out of House of Warriors, one out of Jeff City going on Nationals, and there may be some more. So what we want to do is we want to give you a shout-out and wish you all good luck as y'all go up there and represent the city so y'all do y'all's thing. Now, to my guests, let me uh, let me give a proper introduction so watch me do my thing. <clears throat> and who we have now sitting in the guest chair representing Soul Louisville. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and the prettiest, it's the grandson of Muhammad Ali. And if you ever thought about beating me, you better wake up and apologize right now because the price is about to go up. <laughs> <laughs> Not about to beat this guy, man. Not about to beat this guy. Yeah, so man. we have Mark Pence in the building, third generation, Ali. Show for show. Yes. Champ. Grandson in the building and i'm so glad to have you here and uh let's just take it from the top man i met you in uh saw you at the kentucky silver gloves event didn't know who you were somebody told me who you were and i said oh really is that that person i said that's muhammad ali's grandson over there i said oh let me talk to him and let me get him in the studio so he could say some things or get people on a level of the things that we trying to do here in the city because we won't be known for something else more than another 48 8 48 hours yeah, <laughs> and that's that, when you that, come into that. play yeah. so the ring is yours man so what what brought you to the uh kentucky silver gloves for that event what brought me to the kentucky silver gloves actually is because i was already ongoing trying to bring forth some more boxing events for our youth in the city right like you said you know it just it doesn't make sense that this would be the hometown of the greatest boxer of all time and then you, to have the crime rate that we do amongst black people. And I think that really would have really, if, if he could be here today, I think it would break his heart. So, you know, with me being his blood, it's always, I always feel like it's an obligation to show this city what compassion and what it is to be, you know, to be a true fighter again. Cause it's, it's really confusing, but you know, it's like something bigger than that. So mm -hmm. what brought me to the Silver Gloves was my own nonprofit that I started called Gloves Night Guns Inc. And um, we basically just promote boxing and the spirit of boxing, my grandfather's core principles throughout the city of Louisville, worldwide as well. Right. Um, and then it just it just goes forth with just trying to teach the kids to like, because, you know, I always felt like, you know, it builds character when you know how to fight and all that. And so, you know, kids are going to fight and we got to stop thinking that we just want the violence. We got to redefine what violence is. So it's a lot of what gloves, not guns do, because we more on the information and research and, and development side. Right. Um, 
Um, but I'm an intern as well for Bosses Not Bangers with Demetrius. So shout out to Michi because he um, and Tasha Simakula at the Butterfly Project helped me start my nonprofit. So shout out to them. Sweet. I'm eternally grateful. Um, but then also too, uh, Isaiah Ward, little warrior, my little guy, my little bumblebee, you know, I had to come out and support him. You know, I really like to be able to come out and just connect with the people. My grandfather loved kids. Right. Um, and he loved to be with the people, you know, that was the thing like with me. I'm kind of a much more private person, you know, I just like to be there in the air, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I do appreciate <clears throat> that I could be, you know, a, um, a descendant, but it's always like, for me, it's just my grandfather, you know, because I was born after his Parkinson's had progressed, so I didn't right. really get to see, you know, what a lot of other people got to saw, see as far as, like, him in the ring actively, you know, I was seeing kind of things that were past clips, you know, uh, portrayals and movies and stuff like that, and so for me, you know, it's just, I kind of made it to where he's just my granddad, so when I come out, you know, my initial thought saying, oh, I'm here because I'm what I am, it's more so just for support for these kids, for the right. city, because I love the kids, too. So I started my nonprofit because I know that if I didn't have the mentors and people I had in my life, I wouldn't be at, be where I'm at right now. You know, and it takes investing in the kids. You know, it was a time when we was coming up in Louisville, when my grandfather was coming up, when you had like Pop Warner, you had Little mm-hmm. League, and you mm-hmm. had more boys and girls clubs where you could go and do things. You had Day Five Alive at the Kingdom. You had you know, a different type of kingdom before that tragic event with that girl who lost her feet, where every summer all these black kids and these kids in these bad neighborhoods like Iroquois Projects and Beecher and Southwood and stuff, they had jobs. And and a lot of them was providing for their families. So, you know, when we didn't have Six Flags no more, where these kids get to have these jobs and contribute and build for their futures, you know, and then they didn't replace it with anything. So, you know, right now in the city of Louisville, we got like a hundred something youth programs. Um, okay. A lot of them are underfunded and under-resourced, so, you know, I said with me being at the Silver Gloves, you know, it's just showing that support. Like, my, you know, again, when y'all announced me, you know, I was happy and I was right. thankful, but I, you know what I'm saying, I move like a ninja, so it's not really my thing, but, you know, I appreciate it. And <laughs> so, you know, what I've been doing, excuse me, because I was living in Harlem right. prior to uh, Breonna Taylor passing away. Um, Make sure you speak on that. Yeah, definitely. We're going to get to that. But uh, <laughs> now nah, I was living in Harlem and I was having a good time there because I was spending a lot of time with the um, Muslims at Muhammad Ma 7 okay. in Harlem. So shout out to Muhammad Ma 7. I love y'all. Um, see you soon, inshallah. But uh, yeah, that's my family up there because my grandfather helped build that mosque. And a lot of people, I wouldn't think a lot of people here know that. But yes, he helped like. Light floor, put windows in the building like he did groundwork. Oh, yeah, I was saying him, groundwork. You know? He did so the push Not only show. just putting the money, but he, he prayed with these people and he helped them establish what they still have today. So it was nothing but love and a beautiful experience, me getting to be there. And so that's why I said, like, now I just, I'm using my granddad's, uh, I wouldn't say influence, but like, you know, what I have mm-hmm. and that, that opportunity to just really bring the world together to uh, promote peace to curb this violence, you know, the world's going to be what it's going to be. You know, yes, my, gran- my grandfather had a saying where he said the trees grow, uh, the birds fly, uh, the birds chirp. Mm-hmm. He said, I beat people up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So that's right. life. Like right. really, seriously, the world turns, the, the flowers grow and us as people, we just go on, you know, but yes, it's about we how we go on and the impressions and perspectives that we have when we're going on. So I, Everything that I just said in a nutshell is what brought me to the Silver Gloves. Right. We were glad to see you there, and we were glad you're there, and come out and support and the whole nine, too. So, And when they told me, of course, I had to get on the mic, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. somebody in the building. I was like, let me say something. So, <laughs> Yeah, because I be trying to be low-key, because, like, <laughs> right. I, I would, again. <laughs> I would go left. Because, <laughs> like, I got, so before, you know, because I spent a lot of my life, I'm 29, uh-huh. I spent a lot of my life just kind of being private about it, you right. know, and I, a lot of that was because I was told to, because that was just what we felt was best, because, you know, the funny thing about life is that it's funny, you know, so it comes <laughs> with, you that. know, people who, you know, it comes with, if you've, if you've seen any other great black people and, you know, just going back to who my grandfather was, you know, people, because, you know, the the way we've preserved the legacy here locally, 
a lot of people don't really understand how influential he was and how dangerous he was and that the FBI, you know, they were surveilling him. You know, there were spies uh-huh. in his training camps. There were people being sent out to collect information. And he was definitely very much in danger, just like Malcolm X, just like Martin Luther King. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, you know, if you've ever seen The the Godfather of Harlem, the story oh, where yeah. he, you know, allegedly got kidnapped, these things was really happening. You got to remember, this is with the Klan. This is the era of Jim Crow. And yes. Deep you know what I'm saying people yes. being lynched from trees so this is, is a whole nother monster that we was living in where it would have made sense if you have children or you have things that you keep it a secret or that you I wouldn't say secret but that you wouldn't make known for the world you know right. what I'm saying because what we seen with like with our, with our great ancestor Malcolm X is that you looked at the outcome of what happened after he was no longer here to protect his family and be here you know we lost, right. Queen, we lost Queen Betty in a house fire and you know it could be multiple reasons why that happened but I'm very much 100% sure that if he were here it wouldn't have you know um, it's not spoke on much but his grandson had passed away in Mexico uh-huh. um, and at that time he was the only male descendant living of Malcolm X so you gotta really think about what's mm. happening now here and why yeah. it would make sense if somebody's just like based off these things it's better if we just whatever whoever hasn't been accounted for let's keep you know what I'm saying cause we want this person to live somebody's gotta tell the story right you know right. and then you see with like corporatization and capitalism how it pulls families apart you know you've seen that with Master P Man. and you know with him mm-hmm. in Rome you know yep. shout out to P you know for sure for sure P another part of um, Louisville now big love no he's always been a part of Louisville Man. though that's what's okay. funny like P has always been a part of Louisville listen to the music you didn't hear him shout out Kentucky and Battle oh Battle. now Battle Battle yeah and I understand and that, but yeah. that wasn't yeah. the only song though no, y'all gotta remember man shout out to Chili B shout <laughs> yep. out to Sayaki and then like yes. real talk we, that's another conversation yeah. but P always been a resident of yeah. Louisville a lot of rappers have they vote here and got kids here but P's always been family always been a resident of Louisville so shout out to P big love to P yeah we got another son that ball for us for sure sure. like he he has always showed us love you know and that was before hurricane katrina when we found that it was a lot of people from new orleans that in mississippi that found their way here to Louisville. yes they did i remember that and i can't wait to do the movie about that so that's in the works next sweet sweet real talk from 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 the 50 from the 502 to the 504 definitely coming soon um, but that so you know that's what I was getting to about families is that sometimes you have disagreements you know and there's sometimes where if there's money around it's hard you know because yeah. you got to think about people like Kendrick Lamar I seen an interview where he said he still got family in the projects you can't save everybody no. and sometimes it's not ideal you know so I think a lot of those things is what factored factored into me having the upbringing I had because it was more about us just being protected and safe. Right. You know, and I think, you know, a lot of people in my influence, in my spur of influence early in my life, you know, it was hard to maintain and understand a lot of that. Right. So it came with, you know, what it came with. But as I got older, because I didn't really, you know, it wasn't something I walked around and did. Like, I think the only time I write, like, really might have talked about it was, like, when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I stopped real quick because it was, like, either, ah, well, he ain't going to come up here to the school. He has Parkinson's and he's in a wheelchair and he lives in no, Arizona. He's not coming to, to, to my school. You hear no. me? Not <laughs> no. on his own wheel. No, you feel uh-uh. me? But then not only that, it was, like, the, oh, yeah, wouldn't fight me then. You know, I had to really go through some stuff. Like, it was, like, the people thought I was lying or something. Like, people just wake up in the morning and they just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> always trying to. Which is a little, there's some monkey mm-hmm. folk around here to do that, but yes. I'm not that brand. You feel me? Like, not that brand no, at we all. Are not. So, and that's known. You feel me? So, it was, like, for me, once I got to, like, a teenage, I just didn't talk about it no more. It wasn't really anything interesting. I think when it hit me, there was two things that happened was, 2016 obviously when he passed away and then you right. seen this influx of tourism heard it just yes you know what i'm saying and, and that was a hard time for me because it was a lot to process you know because again for the world this is their hero but for me this is my grandfather like this is actually really right I look it's like this people. man <laughs> my knees are connected like his knees are connected you know what i'm right, saying like right, right you feel me like i'm stubborn i'm comical all these things you know what i'm saying and i didn't even honestly really see it till i got to like 21 so, um, you know, with his passing and then like the passing of Breonna Taylor, it was like one of them like, cause I'm really spiritual. So, you know, I won't get into that with the F- FCC rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to touch on your spiritual but, love. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
You know, it was like one of them things because I started to see how they was doing the biopics, like the BMFs. Uh-huh. Shout out to Meech. Shout out to Lil Meech. He yeah. came here for my birthday. Did he really? Uh, like Word. two years ago. And so we got yeah. the song. I'm waiting for it to clear. I'm but waiting on something to clear with Big Meech. So like I said, it's big thing. It's big things in a way, like <laughs> yeah. for sure, for sure. Cause, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot a lot of people, you know, we got to really preserve our great black people, you know, because the, the thing is always like unconventional. But what is unconventional? I think it's what they define it is because for us, it was never conventional, unconventional. We were just people living and being in, you know, technically, you know what I'm saying? Because this was all a forest at first. Yes. Yeah, but different day conversations. So, you know, as I got older, that was the movement I was having because I was able on my own to research mm-hmm. about my granddad. So I learned other things because I really didn't know that much coming up. Like it was just like, that's my granddad. And that's you know, it. I would see pictures with him and my dad or, you uh-huh. know, my brothers would talk about little different things, you know, that we would do or the things that was going on. But again, it's just family. We not, you know, even because this right. is the time when like, you know, Layla had a fight here with Jackie Frazier. Things yep. like still earlier in the time when the Ali movie came out. And like this uh-huh. is a big deal. But to us, it's just like, oh, that's just, you know what I'm right. saying? We've I, really we been, get, like, we've really mm-hmm. been, for the most part, as far as that part of life, mm-hmm. we've been sheltered. You know what I'm saying? I've always been around celebrities and stuff like that, but it was in coming and going because my dad had a whole, he had his own lane. It had nothing to do with him being the son of, you know what I'm saying? He had his own lane, lane that right. he created, which is why I think he was always hard on me to create my <laughs> own lane because it's right. like you just got to understand. And if you really look at all of my grandfather's children, they all have their lane. You know, Each child right. has their yeah. own career or a foundation of their lane. Even with my cousins, everybody's got something that we do that's on our own that's separate. Right. From the Muhammad Ali brand. And that's not because we don't want to be associated. It's just because he would want us to do that. Like, again, he had an interview where he mentioned that he didn't even want his kids to box just because he didn't feel like it was necessary. You know, he didn't like what it did to him and he wouldn't want his blood to go through that. You know I can saying? understand that. I can so understand that. To that that's point, like, I did box. I mm-hmm. had um found myself in some trouble that kind of ruined the opportunity I had at the time. Right. And so I was getting ready to get back into it. But then again, this is like when Breonna Taylor passed away and then Pop Smoke passed away. So yeah. I just had a lot going on. Um excuse me. And so mm-hmm. that's why I had moved into the like nonprofit and community work because I was right. already doing it anyway. Right. But uh, you know, it just it was like I felt like it was that time to be like, you know what? It's time I, I really tell my perspective of the story. Like I have a say in how they immortalize my grandfather because me personally I just I've never personally been a fan of how he's been represented you know and then not only that just the 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 lack of information that I had that I could that I had to get when I was an adult right I'm 29 so a lot of that information didn't come till later right 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 I could that that makes sense that makes sense and saying something when you said growing up hold on let's talk about your father for just for a second so uh I was in the barbershop shout out to new look (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, uh, I told them that I was having an Ali on the show. And they was like, oh, hold on, what you mean? You got an Ali on the show? I was like, because uh, Mark Pence. So I was telling them Mark, and they just automatically went to your father, yeah, Marshall. Yeah, yeah, and I was guy. like, I think big he told dude. me his name was Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out so, to Big Dude. Yeah, so it was actually your father that they were talking about in the mm. shop. And uh, how's that dynamic between, because uh, you said everybody has their own lane, and your father does a lot of things in the city, yeah, too. And he, no. he, he's real private, too. Like, they talk about, they's like, you got who to come out? I was like, Marshall yeah, ain't coming nah, out. Yeah, he's funny, because, like, he is. He's, like, extremely private, like, right. for show, for show. But I, I think, like, that goes back to just the, the historic mm-hmm. annotations, because, you know, I've met, like, I've met Dr. Martin Luther King's son, Martin Luther King Jr. III. Mm-hmm. I've met Malcolm X's daughters um, that, that aren't, you know, some of them are incarcerated. So I've, they come to Louisville. A lot of them come to Louisville. It's things people don't know. They come yeah, to no, Louisville. They, like, we, we contact each other. Like, me and Monique Liston, is, mm-hmm. she's a good friend of mine. I love Monique Liston. Shout out to Monique. Shout out to Milwaukee for show, for show. And the Buntu Foundation, because she's dope. She's doing big work out there. Yeah, she's right. Um, But, you know, with my dad, you know, it's like, I think a lot of why he move how he moves is because of those things. But he's always been the kind of person that he always wants to play a part or be a part of something. And he definitely very much cares about this community uh-huh. and the community abroad and, and very much about preserving his father's legacy in a certain way that's tasteful right, um, and respectful as well. 
Um, and he he does do a lot, you know. He's he's giving away like thousands of bikes to the community. Um, a lot of people have been able to come to the barber school free of charge uh, at really low rates. Um, a lot of people have been able to come just with the barber school alone have been able to come and have a family, you know, a family unit and people that you know they can come see every day and a place to go and a place to be. You know, a lot of the homeless people in Jeffersonville for many years have come mm-hmm. and gotten free haircuts, food, resources. Yes. Um, for about five or six years, we did free haircuts for the Life Springs, which would be equivalent to like seven counties. Yes. Here. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and we got the ice cream shop, which is actually for kids that have like uh, cognitive and neurological, uh, neurological uh, disabilities such as like autism and cerebral palsy. And where's the uh, Where's the ice cream shop at? Four two two Spring Street. Please okay. come out, and if you're there, get you the Champ Shake. It's got. Vanilla ice cream, honey, honey bunches of oats, and whipped cream. My favorite. You won't you won't regret it. Check it out. <laughs> Good. But um, nah, so we we definitely do a lot, and you know, and it's like for me, you know, he's he's offered me the opportunity to just be able to in so many ways, you know, because like I said, you know, he's private and he's yes. definitely in his own lane, and he very much has expected that out of his own kids is to definitely not seek some kind of royalty. Out right. of being an Ali, because realistically, that don't really mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that's like a lot of what Kanye was trying to get us to understand is that when it comes to being a a, a popular figure in America and a strong black man, that you can easily be taken off that pedestal. Easily. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing with Floyd Mayweather. Like I have no ill emotion towards the brother, but right. I really I dislike a lot of the things he says in the media sometimes in regards to my grandfather. Because one, it's very cowardice. Like. Put a name on it, because if it ain't directed, it ain't respected. Right. That's the first thing. That but, you know, he does a lot of the, I, I, I retired with all my accolades. Yeah, you did, but you ran away from a lot of fights. You also handpicked your fights, and you fought a lot of people when they was no longer in their prime. You know, you said that it was very handpicked and cherry-picked. That's the first thing. But two, right. you know, when you say all your accolades, you you basically shunning a man who made a sacrifice for you to be able to sit on TV and talk the crap that you talk because right. his sacrifice made it possible for you to disrespect his legacy and talk against his accolades being taken away from him making a decision on behalf of our people. Right. You know, so I had to say that on the air, yeah. you know, because I, again, you know what I'm saying, it's all about respect. You know, if there were no Muhammad Ali, it wouldn't have been a, a Floyd Mayweather one or a, a, a Roger Mayweather or a Floyd Mayweather Jr. And that should just be fair and honest on the truth is that, you know, a lot of times our greats and our legends are being disrespected. And their legacies and the things that they've contributed have been disrespected. And it's not really about comparing people. Uh-huh. You know, because I hate that when they do the like, uh, <laughs> is that the, like the next Tupac? Yeah. Let Tupac rest. Let <laughs> him be. Tupac, yes, yes, Tupac is Tupac. <laughs> right. And then NBA Youngboy is NBA Youngboy. Drake right. is Drake and this and that and so next on. Next to Bron so is Bron's Bron. And that, that's <laughs> all it is to it. You know, Bronny Jr. shouldn't have to have it. And so that's again why, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's where we at, where we at now. You know, because I'm really loving getting to see my favorite NBA players, kids be NBA players. You know, I'm True. loving getting to see Lil Romeo, which right. is, he's Romeo now because right. he don't like that little stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> he's like Romeo now, now, but he's a CEO just like P. Right. And that's a wonderful thing to see. You know, you see Bow Wow's daughter. She's in, you know, the TikTok thing. Yeah. That's very much similar to the little Bow Wow we saw coming up, Crip walking on the BET Awards. So it's just a beautiful thing to it just is. to get the you know see all of that like, and to have it you know. So again, that's what I was kind of saying about like with the Kanye thing is like, it's a reason you move a certain way you do because what he's basically saying is my life and living and my siblings living is that we've lived in the city of Louisville where my grandfather came from where right. he basically was willing to lose his accolades and be stripped of his titles and stuff because of what was still happening actively today to people that look like him in the city of Louisville. So it's really hard for me. And again, that's why I started Gloves Not Guns because it's been extremely traumatic and hard for me to be on Muhammad Ali Boulevard knowing it's named after my grandfather, which it was originally Walnut Street, so we know what that was about. But right. then that, on top of it being named after my grandfather and his legacy, knowing what he stood for and that he refused to go to Vietnam because he didn't want to kill a colored person, you know what I'm saying? And then y'all stripped him and 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 and, and uh, demonized him because of that his entire life. You know, you created this turmoil, but then... 
another slap in the face is that you make one of the hardest blocks in the city named after him where people are killing each other when he refused to kill people because he was a Muslim they prayed five times a day. It doesn't right, add up. Right. So that was right. what Kanye was kind of saying is that he don't want St. West and Sam West standing struggling selling dope on Kanye West Boulevard in Chicago one day right. watching black people die in Chicago when that was oh. all they daddy was fighting for. Right. You know, and I know a lot of times that like come off as dark, but you know, that's the problem right now. We don't talk enough about what's really going on and these are the things Say it that's again. really <laughs> actually actively going on. Right. I really you know, I try not to speak in that light, but I really would believe my grandfather in the afterlife is like really unhappy right now because of how, how much he lost for that sacrifice and then to see what it's come to today. And no, it's not on the people. You know, I don't want to say that with the attitude like it's I'm upset with my community because right. I know that there's things above us, just like it was things above him. I don't I believe that if Parkinson's was not. A, a, and when I say Parkinson's, I say that with quotation marks, but mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe that, uh, if, if, I believe if he didn't have that, things would have been different. I definitely believe he would have built a gym. Um, I, I, I definitely believe he would have built a mosque here. Um, mm -hmm. He would have bought a lot of real estate. He would have did a lot of things. You know, a lot of people don't know he had Champ Burger franchises in other cities. So it was a burger restaurant called Champ Burger and okay. he had sodas, you know, it was five different flavors. That was called Mr. Champs. And so it was like five different flavors of them sodas. He had potato chips, he had candy, he had hair picks, he had crayons, he right. had, you know, a comic book where he beat up Superman. You know what I'm saying? Like he won <laughs> right. the fight. And if anybody's got that, I'm sure that's worth something right now. It, oh, it's definitely. <laughs> I mean, the Omni Hotel actually had like a, um, a, a summarized version of it. Uh -huh. A hardcover at the hotel. I don't know if they still do. It's like twenty dollars, but an original is like starting like four hundred, like for sure, yeah. for sure. Like right now, like you know, it's funny because like I said, I got my own lane and my dad does too. But I think a lot for me why I moved into entertainment is when I saw that like you know because he passed away in twenty sixteen. But right. you know, his first actual appearance in the Olympics is almost like 60 something years ago. Yeah, when Maybe you think more. about it. Yeah, like, but like yeah. if you go on eBay right now, try to find anything, the price of that. So I was like, that's the lane I want to be in. You hear me? Like, right. cause it's just amazing how, you know, so much time has went by and his brand and his likeness, how much money it's worth. Yes. You know, and so again, that goes back into how generational wealth turns into generational poverty. Because if that's the case, you know, when he passed away, his um, face and likeness, um, when I think it was Bloomberg had reported, um, don't quote me, but uh -huh. um, an outlet had reported that his name and likeness at the time at the time of his death in 2016 was worth four hundred thirty four million. That's a big number. That's a big number. You know what I'm saying? And just considering what. You know, and again, it's not about what anybody's been through, but it's definitely about telling your testimony and being honest about what's taking place. You know, there's a reason why certain people was left into generational poverty or why only certain ones would be celebrated or acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I won't go into that because, well. again, you know, conspiracies are not a historical and that's still my family. So it's certain things right. that while Spike Lee... Uh, you know, one of these filmmakers might be able to feel like they compelled to speak on on behalf of the coach. I just won't because it's my it's still my family and there's still a line of respect in there. And it's still love. You know what I'm saying? Because before anything, it's definitely black liberation. But before anything else, it's family. You right. know, and that's important to me because we're all learning and growing people. And we all are very much him in our own ways. Like, mm -hmm. and I've seen it. Like, May May raps. Um, Hannah does, like. The same type of work I do here uh -huh. in Los Angeles. Right. Nico boxes. Um, right. His brother, his twin brother, BG, I call him BG, but his name, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's like Bellagio. He's uh -huh. beautiful. I mean, he's so pretty. I mean, he's like pretty to the max. He he really went Ali on him because like, <laughs> and he used to model, you know, right. he's doing um, MMA now, but like he's really beautiful. You know what right. I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. I mean, you he don't have to tell you he's an Ali. You look at him, you're like, that's an Ali because he's so pretty. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, you know, he's pretty like me. So right, maybe so everybody's yeah. got, everybody's got their thing. You know right. what I'm saying? And like my niece, like it was so funny because like we was at my mom's house and she had her and it was like my, my mom got up her Jordans uh -huh. and so like 
she put the shoe on and I swear this little baby's not even one yet. And the first thing she did was like pose like, yeah, I'm all it. And I'm like, see, it's in the grand, it's in the great grandbaby. <laughs> like it just don't stop. And that's why I think, you know, it was good that it was so much time that I waited before this was ever a conversation about who my grandfather was, because one, I needed to manifest in the understanding of it all. True, you know true, true, because true. Cause being humble is a big thing you feel me like mm -hmm. we're pretty and we're this and that but we're humble first awesome 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 and in saying that like if you come out too early you just said it basically was not having that understanding so what people would tend to do now is they'll come out early and say something and be like oh i had no totally understanding and then have to retract once mm -hmm. you got older and understood so that's like brilliant on your part and if there's anybody that i could say is so louisville has to be you and your, your family that is so yeah louisville. don't get no more like, louisville right, than like, that like, yeah. right. you know what i'm saying like what is swack you know what i'm saying what is louisville you are are louisville and it's a beautiful thing and i'm glad that you're starting to uh so i'm under the impression that you're getting ready to start coming out and start maybe showing your face a yeah, little more you, got some, you don't have to tell us what you got going nah, on because you got some yeah, things going never on that, but <laughs> definitely that's why i say it's so funny like it's so funny but it's so beautiful at the same time and i'm glad i'm able to be as humble and mature as i am which is why i say that i enjoy being his grandson because i feel like i'm the most like him more than anybody ever could be like i just feel uh -huh. it a lot of people tell me and it's just like the historical events like i was in the military i didn't stay and it was a lot of for the same reasons why he didn't go to vietnam and, right you know i actually so yeah. funny thing i actually got the same schwinn he had but uh -huh. mine is like a it's a it's, it's a, like a classic edition of like some collection that came out in the 80s but it's actually a corvette schwinn Oh, sweet. Same one he had, but sweet. like mine is leveled up. So it's like, you know, and I, and that's what I love. You feel me about all of that, and that's why I waited. And I'm I'm glad that I waited like I did because I needed to be humble. You know, a lot of times when you have people, you know, you see it in the in the um, industry <laughs> with certain <laughs> people's kids. Like if their parents was like celebrity, like artists. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? And and like what we see with one particular person is like he's mm -hmm. exactly like the apple did not fall from far from the tree because like the rapping is not third all, but it's <laughs> like you already know he. Can't stop, won't stop. So you right, know what I'm right, saying? Like, right, keep right. going. <laughs> Shout out to him, but yeah. you know, we we definitely got our. My generation has their ditty. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, so, right. with that being said, I I would like to be this generation's humanitarian, and that's all it. And so that was why I came for Breonna Taylor's movement mm -hmm. because it. I am so Louisville. You feel me? It right. won't be no more Louisville than anything that's running through my veins. So it was like it made all the sense for me to be there, and that's why I say it go back to the generational wealth. Because if if I had, and I'm just saying this because I know mm -hmm. the type of person I am, and the city right. can vouch for that. But if I had any portion of that 434 million, that movement would have happened differently, and that's why I didn't have a portion of that 44 434 million is because they know that. You know what I'm saying? That. Because if I had the opportunity to sit and talk and talk about Malcolm X and talk about the movement and Dr. King, and he could have taught me things and told me about, you know, certain things, it would have been a different, you know what I'm saying? It would have right. been different. Right. And that's why it's so funny when you really, how they say they tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. Like they tried to silence this man, oh, this one oh, man. That was good. And then he <laughs> went out here and had all these kids. They had all these kids and now these kids is hooping and hollering and making all the fuss. And now you don't have to deal with one. You got to deal with a gang of them. Like it sucks now. Like but I'm excited. <laughs> For that, yeah, like, sorry for you all. Great for us. Yeah, like that just go to show you the universe, how the universe really work. That's why I'm like up here, like just freely like discussing my truth because I really don't care, you know. And, like and not because I'm an Ali, but just because I'm black. Like we shouldn't care. Like we've cared for too long, and it hasn't gotten us very far. Like you know, I got my like the personal things I was discussing right. with you before I came here, right. like, and I'm dealing with that every day, all day. Right. And let's just say something. There's a like I said, we don't want to be known for another 48 hours in. There's going to, there's a charge that is being led here underneath however you want to look at it in the city about how we're trying to bring this stuff to light and make this city better for our black folks and the things that are going on here. You're part of that. You're going to help lead that charge and the people that you collaborate with are helping to lead that charge. So that's a beautiful thing. So you don't have to come all the way out from behind the curtain, but the fact that you're coming out a little bit is awesome to us, and we like that. And this is only the beginning. And as we say here at LLF, of course, we bomb first. I got him. Who, uh, what you got going on there, man? <laughs> uh, no, uh, dude, uh, 
Right, right, right. Leave it. Right. Trying to make sure because Meach was supposed to be coming up here, but um, nah, yeah. just and if you don't come through, Meach, I'm coming for you anyway. So you yeah, ain't yeah, up yeah. Right now. What you said? You said it was what? There was a basketball game down yeah, there. Or yeah, 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 yes. Because like he's doing the events, so that's why I was mm -hmm. glad that the silver gloves and y'all will see. So Louisville, y'all will see some more boxing events. Kentucky, mm -hmm. you will see some more boxing events. I can't tell you everything. Right. Greater than ever, the movie. It's wild, man. Like for real, just the people that's gonna be in it. Like that's I really, awesome. I really went out and sought after the children and the grandchildren of everybody that he had relationships with. Right. And again, I felt like that was important because, like, if you look at like with Ti and Lil Wayne, they was best friends, and then their daughters was best friends, and so on and so forth. And that's created a good nest of support within what they've been through as people personally right. and navigating success. Right. And that, and that's the thing, like again with my granddad, all his friends got killed. Like you know what I'm saying, Sam Cooke died, and yeah, then Sam Otis Redding died, yep. Marvin and, Gaye died, and, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm X, X. Yeah, right. You know all them people he was with that he was running with all passed away in a very very like short amount of time, right behind each other. And, so and then they uh, now they conventional kind of way yeah yeah non-conventional <laughs> right, you know like, like when you think about like with like the like the king vine and the nba young but yeah. that was them then like they was the rappers and the artists of that time and like what you see these rappers experiencing my mm -hmm. grandfather and them was experiencing that on like 10 like 16 squared you feel me because you wasn't just worried about other black people or mm -hmm. other situations that could arise up you worried about the clan Right. You know what I'm saying? You're really right. worried about the clan. Like people really you sleep at a hotel, you know, like if if you watch his movie at his training camp, the clan mm -hmm. came through at his training camp. Like yeah. that was portrayed yeah. in a movie. That was real. Right. And if you, you ain't seen it, you need to you see it. You need to see it because it's like with these rap, and again, that's why I feel the need to be more transparent and visible these days, you know, because with the emergence of like popular rap here in the city now, like, uh -huh. and I say popular rap now because rest in peace, Static Major, you right. know, shout out the player, um, again, shout out the Chili B and all the ones that paved the way for us, Daddy O, her season, the people that came before, because rap has always been a thing in Louisville. It's nothing new. We've always had an influence on the industry and the music. Some of the best songwriters, producers have always come from Louisville. Background singers, musical yeah. arrangers, yeah. bass players, yeah. Wilson Pickett. We could go on, you know, and that's uh -huh. why I feel the need to be visible. It's because I want Louisville to get their respect. Like, I want us, our black community, to thrive like any other black community anywhere else. Right. Especially for the historical reasons that we would need to. You know, this was the Harlem of the South, you know. If, if you watch, so <laughs> right. just real right. quick, if you mm -hmm. watch this week's episode of BMF, you know, mm -hmm. they leave, they leave I've Detroit. Okay. Don't miss it. So what so what happened? Where do you go after Toledo? What do you pass through after Toledo if you're going to Atlanta? Just think about it. Okay. We're talking about the eighties in Louisville. What would you pass through if you coming from Toledo, from Detroit, Toledo to Okay, so I'm trying to think. I've been around What's a lot. You got Cleveland, all you got Louisville, you got all You just said it. Yeah. <laughs> and who what was happening in Louisville in the eighties? I ain't gonna say no names, right. but we know if you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. You don't think they cross paths? Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you know, okay. you know. Okay. If I'll you know, you, you know. Right. So you it. and maybe that'll come out in the next episode. If so, maybe. 50, I love you, baby. But right. real talk. If you know, you know. So Louisville needs their respect because we've always been moving in the culture. We've always been a part of something, or navigators or something. And it just I want it to be more visible because it really seemed like Louisville hasn't had the respect it deserves since my grandfather died. And that's a shame. Right. You know what and, I'm saying? And I I got into it. Not for that reason, but for that same flavor as far as Louisville is not getting the respect that they deserve. And like when I first did my first show, I looked around and I was like, I had no idea. I'd never been to a boxing match. I'm like, dude, I'm from Louisville. How you mean you ain't never been to no boxing match? Y'all need to go to a boxing match. You're from Louisville, you got to go to a boxing match. So then it just all took off from there because when I got there, I saw the space and was just like, y'all seeing this? Cause said, it's nah, real. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, are y'all seeing this? I was like, nah, let's bring this out the light some more. You know what I'm saying? Cause they've been, they've been rocking for years. It ain't LLF, man. These people been getting down for years. We just trying to add some more light to it. That's all. And I appreciate you. Like, <laughs> I really appreciate this platform. I appreciate you. One, giving me my respect and my flowers at the event. For sure, for sure. 
Um, and that's not to say that because Muhammad Ali's my granddad that everybody should lay out a red carpet everywhere I go and right. like that because I'm right. still human. You, you ain't that type of person. Mm-mm, absolutely not. <laughs> You're like, not that if, type of person. If, if I'm any, telling you right yeah, now, he's not that kind of guy. Yeah, if anything, it's the other way around. Like, that's <laughs> right. what I was about to say. Like, I think for the next boxing match, we'll probably purchase like a thousand tickets to just give out to the community for free. For the simple fact that nobody's been like for the summertime, I'm giving out bikes and we buying Ali Center memberships and just handing them out like in the projects like Park Hill, New Beach, uh, all them shag bark, all that because it's like right. there's so many black people that couldn't tell you the address of the Ali Center. They couldn't tell you where it was at. It, I think no. the scariest thing is when I met somebody that said, what is that? And it was a grown person, you feel me, that Who said don't? they was from her, grew up her from Shepherd Square. And didn't know like that's and then to be his grandchild, it's like one of them where if you could, you know, on the cartoons where the smoke come out they ears yeah. and steaming and <laughs> yeah. kettling and yeah. all that, because it's crazy. Like just even with the airport, like I think the airport could be like, and I know that there's developments coming, but uh-huh. like, you know, I would also love to have a saying that you know what I'm saying what's up, Greenberg. But uh, you know, like realistically, like I mm-hmm. also, you know, I would like to see it be better because it's representation. Like my grandfather was a devout Muslim and, you know, mm-hmm. I know that we're a bourbon state, but I really don't like the cross association with him and bourbon just simply because it goes against Islam because it is really? liquor's for, forbidden in Islam. And, you know, I don't really like the the Christian representation. Not, I'm not saying I don't like it. Let me take that back because this uh-huh. is the media. People are sensitive. But, yeah, you know what they'll do. With um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you <laughs> know. Take so, it up, try uh, to shred it apart. Dog, yeah, put all man. Kind of yeah, they'll, stuff call, on they'll it. call me a draft dodger <laughs> by <laughs> association. So. Right. <laughs> um, no, no, realistically, it's just like respect what he believed in in his beliefs like really give you know the 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 respect to the people of that that religion and you know because i would like to see Farrakhan speak at his services that would you know what sweet. i'm saying or somebody of that nation it could have been brother x it could have been anybody you know you could have had mm-hmm. ice cube come up and say a word or two you know but the fact that no none of those people was considered and then the to speak to be a part of that you know for it to be televised the way right. it was uh-huh. and then also just seeming like it's it's this one world idea like he really did have a, a strict idea about what he believed in because that's why when you seen that the height of um the introduction of uh trump into presidency he uh-huh. made he made a written statement that somebody had to read aloud about you know, just saying that this is not what Muslims stand for, and we don't, you know, none of that, right. you know, and he's always done that, you know what I'm saying, even after 9-11, when he went on TV with Will Smith, mm-hmm. to just make it clear that, you know, we Muslims, but that is not, that don't add up, that ain't us, we don't support that, none of right. that, so, you know, I just want those beliefs to stay intact, Um, and, you know, they don't, you know, I, I want them to celebrate the person who wasn't afraid to speak his mind, either. No, he was not, and wasn't you know afraid to saying? do it. They, no, you know, because that stuff, I didn't know, like, I didn't mm-hmm. know that, you know, he played and plays on Broadway, you know, I didn't know that those plays on Broadway were about, like, civil rights and different mm-hmm. little political issues, because he was really a lot smarter than people give him credit for. You can say that again. He was extreme, he was <laughs> like, and, and that's some, so that's something I found out in adulthood, you know, because they mentioned all the time he had dyslexia, and I want to be very clear, like, on the air is that you can thrive and be intelligent with dyslexia. That does not mean that you're not intelligent or that you're of lower thought than the next person because you have it. It's just a... a Things get mixed up, basically. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not that you're dumb or nothing, because that's what they put out there all the time. But there was nothing dumb about my grandfather at all. Like, absolutely nothing dumb about him. Not to veer left, but uh, and not to give them any space, but there's a show on TV about uh, a, uh, a black cop that's dyslexic. And then the next thing is, on that note, um, if there was something, or maybe narrow it down to maybe one or two questions, but there was one thing that you could have a conversation about with your grandfather that had passed away, if he was still around today, what would be like one of the questions that you would want to know about him in his life if he was still around today? Something that you would ask. <laughs> All right, so, because I love Tupac, um, uh-huh. and I love Nas, so I obviously wanted to know if like he ever met them and what he thought about their music and what they stood for in the culture. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to ask him about his uh, last time he saw Malcolm X, like what, because you know, if you've heard the story, it, it, it was more so my grandfather just kind of, you know, and he was young and he was being stirred a direction, but you know, they the them words wasn't really polite, you know right. what I'm saying? And so right. 
I think he regretted it. You know, you could tell when you look at him speaking at the funeral service and stuff. But I always just wanted to ask him, like, if he could go back. You know, I know he probably would have said yeah or something. They probably wouldn't want to talk about it at all. But, (laughs) you know, if I could ask him, you know, I wanted to ask him, like, you know. How did that go? You know, what what are your feelings now? Like, you know, if you could go back, would you have just been like, hey, bro. I believe you, man. You know, you just because you yeah, want right. to know because I love Malcolm X too. I love right. his daughters. I love his grandchildren. I love all of them. They family too. Um, so that's why I always wanted to know. But then it, it's like the one more thing I always wanted to know was it's a story, and <laughs> because he's a funny guy, like he really was. Like you watch the interviews and you just crack up off of that. But it was right. like one of the trainers said that uh, one of his first times being out of town, there was like all these girls that came to the hotel. And so he said it was like a whole floor <laughs> of girls on his floor. Like it was right. his room and then every other room was like all these chicks and stuff. And so he said, <laughs> <laughs> he hollered, I could have swore. I'm not, I'm not mistaken, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he went to every room on that floor. <laughs> you know, I always wanted to know like, Poppy, did you? You know what I'm saying? Was you really doing you really that? Do act, right. It's a bunch of us out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to know. Chamberlain numbers. Real talk, man. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just interesting to know. I mean, right. you know, obviously he's taking care of right. himself because he didn't have those Wilt Chamberlain issues <laughs> later on down right. the road. But yes. you know what I'm saying? It's just just to, just to know that he's he's the original player. Like, he's, right. the, you know, that's why I play a, you know, I love Static and Smokey and, and uh, Jay and them because, like, I think even they, that name would even be somewhat just coming. The reason that they were so smooth, mm-hmm. and, you know, they had a real grown and sexy kind of classy, you know, because they was a touch class first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the talent shows they used to have back in the day when they would let people showcase and then they built up into that, you know. Um, but, you know, they was just classy. And, like, you see it with Jack. You see it with Bryson. You know what I'm saying? You even see it with G. Like, they not just moving like anybody else in the industry. Like, they the, the fashion is much different. It's much mm-hmm. more, I would say, grown up and, you know, just real businessy, but looking like, you know, I'm chilling, but I'm definitely on a move. And I right. think that comes from my granddad because he just, it wasn't even just him being an attractive person through his facial features. He liked the dress. He was fly. Right. You know, and that was like the biggest thing where I got irritated when they kept showing after his passing, like him in a wheelchair and all fragile and stuff. Cause I'm like, yeah, I got it twisted. Like show the pictures where he was dripped all the way out. Right. With the brown suit right. with the yellow shirt with the cowboy right. boots. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Black men wasn't even really wearing cowboy boots. Like, and this is before Texas Walker Ranger and the dude that was on there. Like, this is before Pac with the before boots. Before all that, right. You know what I'm saying? And so just his style, his flavor, the DC fade, like, you know what I'm saying? Realistically, Boosie probably saw that on my granddaddy first. You know what I mean? Like, when mm-hmm. you think about it, like, just the contribution, the culture, like Steve Harvey, you know, when he had his box, you know, his suits, yeah. you know, yeah, I really kind of start putting it together and piecing, you know, how it looks. And so, that, you know, realistically, I don't think I really, those are the three things I've always thought about. But mm-hmm. realistically, I don't think I really would have said anything to him because I just would have been so happy. You know, I'm a loving person. I love right. my family. Like, Lord knows I'm I'm crazy about my brothers and my daddy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's what's so funny because, like, my dad, again, I'm, you know, he's Parkinson's Muhammad Ali. Right. When I'm growing up, because I was born in 93. So right. by then, he's sl- it's just getting, you know, whatever. And so, like, I'm only seeing pictures on the wall. And I'm thinking, damn, my granddaddy's rich. He got <laughs> right. giant pictures. I'm just right. thinking, like, whoa, he's loaded. <laughs> like, what's going but I'm on? not understanding why, though. I'm not understanding why everywhere I go, there's these pictures. And he's with Michael Jackson. And then, so my dad, in his life, he literally emulated that same thing where... My dad got pictures with Michael Jordan, and they come in a little specifically right. to just kick it with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? My dad talks to Dame Dash all the time, and right. that's normal, but it's like that was what I saw. So ultimately, like, as a smaller kid, it would have been more like my daddy was Muhammad Ali, cause that's and he looks just like him. So that's what I'm seeing, you know, because mm-hmm. I only see pictures of Muhammad Ali at that point. You know, right. I met him eventually in person when I was older, but it was like – up until then, it's just like you see the pictures, you hear the name, you see the, but you just think he's some important guy. Like he's just really important in Louisville or something mm-hmm. like it. Like a, maybe he does a lot of favors. You know, what I'm thinking it's like on some mafia godfather type. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because that's how right. it was moving because we're really right. private. So it's just, yes. if you know, you know, it's, it's very, you know, plain sight. But it was like with my dad, it was just like the love and, and just seeing him, you know, everywhere we go, he got, you know, these motorcycles and the new car. Like, you know, they. it's funny because 
a man I met, he told me my grandfather had TVs in his Cadillac. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around that because of the time period. But I guess if you had that money back then, you could do it. Right. First with cell phones and them little pocket block phones. And, and so all that. I yeah. thought about that like with my dad, because I remember him having a TV in the stern wheel, and it's like 1999. Right. You know, this ain't what? even a thing yet. You feel me? <laughs> like, what? Um, so, you know, and that's just normal life for me. And that's why I move how I move, you know, when it comes to the shoes, when it comes to the clothes. And I'm saying this very, very blatantly, like, when it comes to the shoes, when it comes to the drip, I know there's some people out here dripping and y'all get child's respect, but please know and believe you can't compare to me. It's just not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. I mean that like with all sincerity. Like I'm coming from a different lane with it and I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just really wavy with it. Shout out to Max B. But um, you know what I mean? It's just right. it's it's crazy, you know, cause it's like with all of it, it's like if I had the opportunity to just, you know, go with him on the summers. Or or uh, him coming mm -hmm. to Louisville and then, like he take me every single place you know right. that he liked to you know I wouldn't want it to have no conversations like just want to be there want to be there right, and be happy not because it's Muhammad Ali just because it's my, it's my granddad. granddad but like you know, you know if he was alive now like now that I know what I know and we had those opportunities like if he didn't have Parkinson's right. like, he could just fly and we can go play golf or something like that you could shoot him and talk to him like yeah that. like mm -hmm. now I would probably like especially with the height because that's why I'm mm -hmm. like at this point it's like I'm hurting the most because like at the height of the political stuff we experiencing is what I would have loved to, at 29 being able to just sit with him and talk right now just be like yo yeah the direction he could have gave you you know and, like I, and that's that's why the it, for the own for our own city yeah you know what i'm saying for just our city you know because mm -hmm. we can get to everything else but it was like at the heart of brianna taylor i would have you know especially when it got to the point for all the people we lost since brianna taylor uh -huh. i would have loved to know what he would have thought we should do you know because he wouldn't have wanted to see people burning up trash cans and then he would have been out there with us whether he was 80 90 he would have been out there with us so that would have been amazing to be marching with my granddad knowing that he did the, you know, cause he would have right. loved to been here in the height cause he was in the civil rights movie. Yeah, he he's, was, he's you know about I mean? that life. He was about that. So it would have <laughs> been so dope life. to just have him here with me and we out there together and he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then not only that, it just would have been dope to be like, yo, what would you say to the Pope? Like I would, so if you're talking about questions, like, <laughs> right, like I would, I would love to know what he would have said to Donald Trump on uh -huh. June 7th. Yeah. And I would love, I would, I would love to know what he would have said to Donald Trump on June fifth and, and June, I mean January seventh and January fifth. And I would love to know what he would have said to LMPD just all across the board. Yeah, you know and how you had to address like them. what he would have said to Mayor Fisher. You know, mm -hmm. just these political people and these these high positions that idolize them. And you know, when tourists come around and then it's a thing. You feel me? Like I would have loved to know because he didn't he didn't hold back. So I would have no, loved to know. You know what his words would have been to to Miss Tamika, to Kenya, to anybody about this subject because I know that pretty much what I'm saying is what he would have said, but it probably would have been even more in depth because he was actually there. You know, he actually seen people get lynched. He actually lived during Emmett Till. He lived during these things, Rosa Parks and all of that. No, not only that, those was his friends. Right, that's a different. You know what I'm saying? So he was friends. Yeah, he was with them when they wasn't in the newspaper and on TV. When they just got off the phone with the I'ma kill you, nigga. And he's like, hey right. man, we gotta go back to sleep. You feel me? Like, right. we gotta be somewhere tomorrow. You know. So I would have just loved to know. You know, because it was a lot of times I didn't want to do it. It was a lot of times I felt like giving up. It was a lot of times where I wanted to just be like, you know what? This ain't got nothing to do with me directly. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean that like in not a disrespectful way, but it was a yeah. lot of times where I was like, I can't help nobody until I help myself. You yeah, know, true. and that's how I was looking at it. Like, true. I need to just go back to New York. I'm not appreciating her. Um, my grandfather's not even appreciating her. It's not, you know, it's not ideal to be here and my mind's so big and my abilities are so great. It's like I'm outgrowing this environment. Right. You know, and I, and I still feel that way, but I also feel like there is, because my grandfather couldn't do it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm very spiritual, so yes. I'm getting ready to be 30. Right. And if you really do up the math between the time I've been alive and the time that he didn't, like, that the Parkinson's made him not be able to talk, uh -huh. that was about 30 years. You know, so I definitely feel like as I'm approaching that age, it's something spiritual happening that's giving me this access to be able to, you know, to just be able to see something so much different because, again, it's it's family for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's always going to be something emotionally, those emotional strings and pull back and reasons I want to be like, you know, I need to protect my family's integrity. I need to protect my own integrity. I need to, uh, 
you know, uh, maybe focus on being in the background. But, you know, when you're an Ali, that's the problem. You can't be in the background. You have <laughs> right, to be number right, one. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, like, you know, like. Pull you. <laughs> with, with, at least try to. With all my might, <laughs> I think that I've tried. But at this point, I don't even care because the world needed that energy. Like, they needed a black man telling them, like, I'm pretty. I'm not ugly. Mm -hmm. I'm not a thug. I'm not. I'm pretty. Right. You know what I'm saying? They needed a black man to say, I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna say what I want, and I don't care what you think, cause I don't. Like that's the <laughs> right. thing. Like I'm right. really like right. like living La Vida Loca, like Ricky Martin. Like I really don't <laughs> like just know, cause you know what right. I'm saying. That's the energy that I was I was made to have. Like I can't fight against that. Like even when I've tried, it's like, nah, you it need to be don't. out there, you know. And so that's what I'm doing. Like his Highland grandbabies out here. You feel me? And trying to deny, like, cause. And that's another for another podcast, but being part of a lineage and trying to deny your lineage of what's inside of you. There are kids out there that are doing that right now, but like, yo, it's your dad, dog, it's in your blood. So go on ahead and get with that. And they're just so busy trying to be like, nah, that ain't me. I won't. But true indeed, you can still have your own lane. And that's what you do. And also, I like to say, we glad that you took care of yourself. For sure, for sure. First, and now you can come out here and help the city get back together because uh like a friend of mine always said mr ralph thomas teamwork make the dream work for sure for sure we about and that we need it and i appreciate <laughs> you like i appreciate this podcast and giving not just me a platform like i definitely appreciate it because this is just the beginning but say that again just the you beginning. know what i'm saying and we got like five we got like <laughs> you know five or six more like you feel me we, we locked in but like i'm really happy you know that this is a platform that exists because we didn't win we didn't have it again which is weird mm -hmm. um but two it was just needed because it's not just about muhammad ali we had rudell stitch we had greg page we had yes. rampage jackson yes. we had yes. you know what i'm saying like shout out to stephanie malone because she like went to the olympic trials like these are things that we could tell stories about like he didn't want everything to be him he wanted it to be about boxing because that was the point you know what i'm saying he didn't even want to box it was not like his ideal career he liked acting and doing mm -hmm. humanitarian stuff more like boxing yes. is just and I, and so to say that like to all you young boxers out there like if this is what gets you through and motivates you you do it and you do it to your best but like if there's something else in mind and this is to any child like if you play basketball if you play football and right now it's just a thing you feel like you have to do do that but definitely follow your own heart and your lane because it's more about happiness Say you know it again. Saying? Say it again, bro. We all just need outlets. You know yes. what I'm saying? There's mechanics that are great cooks. You see what you know I'm what saying? I mean? <laughs> yes. There's mechanics that are great cooks. There are pastors that are great freestyle rappers. Like, there's other lanes. You know what I'm saying? Being and it, and it don't mean you have to reject that lane. You can still do that. And it also helped as far as touching people and moving out more, too. Because you can use one platform to move to another. Absolutely. And that's trying to get these kids to understand that. And they got to see it. Like, you was doing your podcast. There were kids in there that want to do podcasts. They was selling food over. There's kids in there that might have, they might want to make their own food, like a recipe or something. Or they mm -hmm. might just want to open up a store. You know All what right. I'm saying? There was people in there training. Some kids might not want to be the boxer. They might want to be the trainer. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so they got to see a plethora <laughs> of different uh, hobbies and trades happening in that one space. Like, it's so much bigger than boxing. It really is. You know what I'm saying? It it's bigger than Muhammad Ali. It's just about those spirits keeping them going because Louisville is at a at a place where we're changing. So I definitely think those improvements coming. It's good coming for sure. But, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I say like, because this podcast, me being here, is definitely for the people that needed a voice. It's definitely for the people that just need some hope. But it's for my people. You know, say I'm speaking, I'm speaking you know <laughs> directly to black Louisville. I'm speaking yeah. directly solely to black Louisville. We cannot stay in the bubble of Louisville. We got to migrate outside of Louisville and communicate and, and collaborate with these other black communities outside of Louisville because they're doing well. They're thriving. You feel me? Yeah. You're not hearing about those police departments killing people. You know what I'm saying? Because they got, it's it's different. The it's things set in up. play and they got You know what I'm saying? Because they know they have each other and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no you can go live in St. Matthews or you can go live in J-Town. There's one black community for all the black people to be at, and that's still real in Kentucky. So they right. not trying to this in the town versus this in the town because if the police get the tripping of the clan ride through here, you see what I'm saying? We yeah. need everybody we got. Right. And that's really still happening in Kentucky. I used to live in Hazard County, um, inside of Clay. And I was one of the few black people and I I'm sure. I, I had a um so there's a that was a basketball game. Mm -hmm. Um 
And the place I was at, it's like maybe me, another kid from like somewhere else, like maybe Georgia or something, we're the only like black Americans. And mm -hmm. then everybody else was like African or some kind of something else. Right. You know what I mean? But we're we're playing at a basketball game. It's like a school basketball game. And every time one of the black kids would hit a goal, it was like a like a family in the stands across from us. They would stand up and they had sure. nooses around their necks. And they would, no, I'm not lying. Like this is real. What? This really happened. Two thousand <laughs> listen, wow. two thousand and nine. Mm -hmm. They would stand up and mm -hmm. every time a black kid would shoot a goal, they would pull the nooses on their necks. Like, yeah. But there's yeah, some yeah. people out there. Shame on them, you but there are saying? people out there like that. And still. that so then that's what I'm saying about why it's important for us to come together because when we you know, our, our lack of unification is really hurting our people. It's nothing else hurting our people but our lack of willingness uh -huh. and our lack of unif unification because everything we need is already out here the paths is already laid out and that's why i said now it's more important for me to be more transparent and visible because mm -hmm. the path is already laid for me i just have to walk it feel that you know what i'm saying that. and i really believe that's why i said it's spiritual because what i wanted to do wasn't serving me you know what i'm saying i don't want to get the preaching and like that but but what i wanted right. to do wasn't serving me so mm -hmm. you see the like the meme with the little girl and she's got a tiny teddy bear and Jesus is kneeling down and he's like trying to take it from her. And she's like, but I love it. And then behind his back, he's got an even bigger teddy, teddy bear. bear. They don't understand that. They don't get they that. They don't get that part you right there. You know what there. I'm saying? And so that, that was that. my situation is mm -hmm. that my little bitty tiny teddy bear I had that I got myself, that I created, that I thought was the most important thing that, you know, because it was. It was something I created. Right. You know what I'm saying? My own lane, my own path. That was what I thought was important, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't serving me. So that's when Allah came in my life with the bigger teddy bear. The mm -hmm. teddy bear that's got the Muhammad Ali embroidery. You know what I'm saying? Because it's bigger than me. It's bigger than my family. Mm -hmm. It's it's about this community. Because yes. I'm tired of burying people. And I know that other people can agree on that. Yes, they can but agree on the that. the most important thing is I'm tired of burying children. You know, I was a first responder for the bus stop shooting that happened on 21st and Chestnut in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I'm still traumatized because that's something you just never a day in your life expect. You know what I'm saying? You don't expect to wake up out your sleep to respond to children being shot at on a bus stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that, you don't need, how do you even prepare for that? But how do you be the parent that has to deal with that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like these mothers out here are burying their children and they're getting mm -hmm. younger and younger. You know what I'm saying? Like Fathers 13. too. Fathers, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely shout out to the dads because I want these dads to know we appreciate y'all. Y'all love. We see you hearing y'all's pain matters, too, because a lot of times only the mamas really get shine. Or, you know, they only really give a lot of direction to the moms because a lot of times that's who shows up. But I want y'all fathers out here that have lost y'all babies to know that y'all matter, too. Y'all's pain matter. And I hear you and I see you because y'all matter, too. It takes two to make a baby and one half of that pain is your pain, too. But, yes. you know, to again, to my point is that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm tired of that, you right. know, and I know my grandfather wouldn't like that. It wasn't no 14 year olds dying in 1968. No, and you're not the only one that's tired of that around the city. For sure. So the that, that's the need to just when I'm speaking this directly to my community, because we can change this. You know, we keep asking people for stuff that we've been asking for that they ain't going to never give us. We're going to have to change it ourselves. So change it ourselves. You know, you got to be right. honest about certain things. If you know your son or your daughter or your nephew or your niece or whomever it is is out here living foul, right. you have to own that. You got to accept that. that and, and, and if you own it and accept it, then you understand that everything we do has a consequence. So you can't go out here and do the, they took my baby or they deserve this and they should do this and da 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 da, -da. Right. But what has your baby took from somebody? You know right, what I'm saying? Right, we never, right. you know, they, they don't, they don't you know, talk about that. Part. You know, we don't, you don't never see obituaries with like brimstone and fire and devil horns and then like it. You know what no. I'm saying? But you know what that person was doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Okay. And so I've told you, because we're going to have to wrap it up here. And uh, we're glad. We're glad to see you. We are going to be glad to see more of you. The city of Louisville is going to be glad to see what you bring because off air, we got he not we he got some stuff coming <laughs> he got some stuff big coming jumps, off jumps. air that we're not talking about that you are going to see in the near future and uh i'm city's going to be a part of that hopefully i'll be i'll show my face every once in a while um sure you got some auditions for me 
Yeah, nah, actually, <laughs> so we got a video shoot ringside. Um, that'd be this Sunday at uh two o'clock. This Sunday, yeah, at two o'clock. Where is yeah. it? Okay, video yeah. ringside with yeah. two holes. Yeah, Spat on that before we get out of here. Let me pull up the text. I gotta right. get the text out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me see what homie told me because I want this whole city. I gotta come out, man. It's gonna be yeah. great. Like we really, we really. I want to come. I have a, I have an engagement Sunday at three, but. Let me see. I can start me there see. and shoot out. See if it comes out. But we also want to know why you're looking for that. Let me know when you find it. 1430, 1432 Barry Boulevard from 12 to 5. 1432 Barry Boulevard from 12 to 5 tomorrow. So city pop out. Bring your boxing gloves if you got them. Mm-hmm. Bring Muhammad Ali. Anything if you have it. Any kind of Louisville Cardinal. Anything that is representative of our city, our beautiful home, our beautiful 502. Pop mm-hmm. out. Feel that, feel that. We love what you're doing. We glad you're back. It's nice to see you. It's not going to be last time I see you here, is it? Not at all. Not at all. Not all right, at all. good. Oh, hold on. Before we get out of here, because it's Ali. It's Ali. Hold on. It's one of them. One of them. It's a gang of us outside, but I'm one of them. It's one of them. So be in here before I try and tear the studio up. Lord have mercy. I want to present you with these oh, so man. that you can remember being here. And let you know that you know local Louisville fighting. We bomb first, so for sure, for sure. I got a first. Booyah! Well, make oh, sure you get a chance to see those. That's Take a look at those. <laughs> yes, yes, indeedy. I like them. I like them, man. This is love. I really appreciate this. All right, and uh, anything else you want to say before we get off? The air, man, anything else we'll say? All I want to say is real quick: your service, your rent for your your service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on Earth. First off, love your neighbor. It's not always easy, but love your neighbor because love is the only thing that's going to get us to where we need to go. That's all I got. I just want to see our city get better, man, because it's right to be good, man. Grandbaby got something for y'all, man. I love this place. Hey, tell him again, man. So Louisville, local Louisville fighting. We out of here. Peace.